Hello, everybody. Welcome to this convention prep episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast where we watch a randomly selected horror movie every week. I'm Bob. And I'm Ben. You are... I don't even want to start. I don't want to get... St- I, oh, good headspace for the recording. I'm not going to bring anything that just occurred a minute yeah, ago into don't this. don't be negative, Bob. I'm not going to be a negative Nancy because Ben likes to push my buttons. Has nothing to do with this. About. I haven't done anything today. Have you guys heard me do anything? No, they haven't. Exactly. They haven't heard a thing. Anyway, how have you been, Ben? I haven't seen you in maybe two hours. I don't know. It's been a minute. You could have done things. I got home from work because we're recording after work for anyone who's interested. We keep doing this. We keep doing this. It sucks. It keeps happening. I don't know why Bob wants to do this. (laughs) I have been very adamant from the beginning. I hate this. Yeah, I know, but this is your decision. I'm always like, let's record before work. And Bob's like, no. Because that, okay. No, that's a holy time. I will not work before work. Unless it's editing, in which case I will be doing that. Bob's problematic. Anyways. (laughs) Problematic? What? You trying to cancel me? I got home from work and I changed my shoes and I made a sandwich and then I came here. No, you didn't make a sandwich. Don't lie. I made two sandwiches. There it is. I just wanted the. For the record, two sandwiches. But it's technically so. like one sandwich worth of food did you spread make... out between two sandwiches. Why did you make two half sandwiches? My bread slices are very tiny. Oh. Huh. I've never had a tiny bread slice problem. Well, they're not just, they're not like tall. And also I'm at the, the butt end of the bread, so they're not like super mm. wide yet. I see, I see, I see. They're okay. growing in size gradually. Oh, uh, okay. Yo, you just bought, you bought like a fresh loaf. You didn't buy like a yeah. a sliced white bread bo- bag. No. Because okay. I have self-respect. Sliced white bread is fine. I don't get sliced white bread often, but like most of the time it's sliced it's rye bread or wheat bread. Store-bought bread is fine. It's fine for making but sandwiches and grilled cheese and stuff. It's yeah, it's not fine. great. And if I have other choices, I will take them. Ben, you have very high food standards, I find, usually. Or maybe my standards are just really low. I eat a lot of slop. Yeah, that's true. I'm, but also, like... I live by a bakery, and they have $2 loaves Oh, well, okay. All right. That's, fresh you know baked what? that morning. That's fair. That's fair. I didn't know you lived next to a bakery. Well, it's two fifty, but, you know. Yeah. It's, it's like, this big. Holy shit. For two fifty? Yeah, that was a visual thing, so, I don't know, two feet long? Mm-hmm. Foot, maybe? Foot and a half. Yeah. Probably about a foot and a half. It's a big, that's a big loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. How long does that usually last you? Oh, depends on how much bread I'm eating. Okay. I guess that's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, now that we're done talking about bread, uh, what are we doing today, Ben? I think we're watching a movie. Oh, well, that's a normal thing we do. Yeah. We aren't changing that format yet. We no. haven't gone to other places. Assumedly, that's what we're doing. Assu- <laughs> Assuming you clicked on this and are listening, we're watching some movie. What movie are you watching, Ben? Um, the The movie we told you we were watching last time, The Crazies. Okay, I was like, is he not going to say it? And very gonna... specifically, we are watching the original Crazies, which came out in 1973. Ooh, old movie. Not old, an older movie, not old, old. We had older now. Yeah, but only by like a couple of years. Ten whole, yeah, a whole decade. Yeah, that's not that much. That's a long time. It's like a whole child. That's like half my life. Anyways, I guess are you ready? Yeah, I guess I'm ready. I don't know. You know what? Uh, hold on. Sorry. I said I was ready and I lied to you. I lied to you a lot. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it hurts. But <laughs> I kind of just cry a little bit and move on. Okay. I didn't know about that. I'm sorry I make you cry. This is one of those movies, and this is a convention prep thing, sort of. I don't know shit about this movie. 
No. I know absolutely fuck all about this film. I don't think you've even heard of this film before. I've heard you talk about it. Like, yeah. mention the name, but I know nothing of the premise, nothing of the plot, nothing of any of the actors in it, nothing of, like, I know nothing, which is great, because normally, when we do the normal show, I have a semblance of something going in, because it's in a category, and it has to fit the category, right? Right. With this, it's like, I'm going blind, which is exciting. Which is kind of interesting. I don't get to do that often, so. Also, I think it's important to mention, we're watching this film... Because, it, obviously, this is convention prep, but we are not watching this film for the convention. We're watching this film because we're watching the remake for the convention. Yeah. And it felt wrong to just watch the remake and not watch the original. Yeah, because is it, people like this movie, I assume. Like, it's a cult classic So it's a film. cult classic, yeah. Yeah, so, like, it would feel bad just to watch the remake. So we're going to watch the original. Oh, that just feels bad in general. For, uh, yeah, that's fair. For most films, not I've all. seen... A Friday the 13th remake. I think I've seen that. Yeah, and we've all agreed you're a bad person. Wow. That's, that's a separate issue. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, I meant to say this uh, last time we recorded. What? If mm. we're talking about Bob being a bad person. Oh, whoa, hold um, on. He is a big fan. No! Of the Transformers no, live action movie series. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. He Don't was say like, that. I've seen all of them. I have seen all of them. And I was like... There's no way you can tell me what this newest film was because he was talking about going and seeing it. And I was like, uh, uh, immediately, he was like, yeah, it's not. <laughs> I knew <laughs> which one like, it was. You should not know that. <laughs> I only know that because, because... You're the biggest fan of Transformer films. I'm not the... I haven't seen the new one. I haven't seen it. Yet. I, it I came out like will, a couple I probably days will ago. go watch it. But that's unrelated, okay, man? Look, I'm not a huge fan of Transformers. It just so happens that all my dumb friends... Like Transformers, like the live action ones, and then I end up going to see it with them because they're like, "Let's go watch Transformers," and you I know, go, "Okay." You know what? Normally, if this was anyone else giving that reasoning, I would have gone, "You know what? Sure, you're not a Transformers fan, but this fun thing about you, Bob, is you've never seen any movie ever, and so the sheer fact that you've seen eight Transformers films tells me something." <laughs> Look, I just keep getting roped into it. Anyways, I I just. I just wanted to shame you a little bit, but you didn't need to do that, okay? It's fine. No, it's not. <laughs> I've been outed. <laughs> Michael Bay. <laughs> I'll, look, all the Michael Bay ones really blow, and that's most of them. <laughs> all of them favorites. except for the new one, I think. All right, uh, you just let let's, let's start. Okay, moving on from. Uh, all right, the description. The people of a small Pennsylvania town are going crazy. Oh. Okay, that's pretty simple. You might even say they are the crazies. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm Yeah, okay. I'll uh, buy it. Length, one hour, 43 minutes long. God damn it! Because we keep getting that one hour, 40 minutes for these early morning recording we sessions. We can't get a normal hour and a half movie. We can't do it. We can't do it. It's impossible. Never gonna fucking happen. It's rated R. Good. <laughs> Bob is like, at least it's not PG-13. At least it's not rated G. Uh, IMDb gave it a 6.1 out of 10. Okay. Tomato Meter gave it a 69%. Nice. And an audience score of 43%. Oh, but uh, we normally agree with the critics. Yeah. Except so that's exciting for don't. me. <laughs> Except when we don't. And sometimes we don't. And it just depends on the movie. For awards, it has zero wins and zero nominations. Couldn't yeah. find anything. The 1973 uh, film. Meh. Notable actors. So like none of these actors are like super huge, but I thought I'd mention them. Fair enough. Because they actually have information I could find. <laughs> okay. Will McMillan as David. 
He played Lieutenant Dobbs in The Enforcer. Uh, Lloyd Holler as Colonel Peckham. Played Prison Chaplain in Kiss of Death. Lynn Lowry as Kathy. She played Nurse Forsyth in Shivers. Richard France as Dr. Watts. Uh, he played a scientist in Dawn of the Dead. Oh. Harry Spillman as Major Ryder. Uh, he played President Richard Nixon in Born Again. Will Disney as Dr. Brookmeyer. He, he hasn't been in anything else that I could find. He was a theater guy, mm. but like no films and stuff. Yeah, no films. Okay. I don't think he's related to Disney. But like I could Mr. Walt Disney? But I couldn't find anything on that. Okay. I don't him, really. So. Meh. Well, it's just well, was his... Walt Disney wasn't kicking in 1973, was he? Uh, no, but Walt Disney was born in like 1903. This guy was born in 1913. Yeah, they so. could be cousins or something. I mean, it's an, not a super common last name. It's not. I so. knew a Mr. Disney when I was in high school. I don't know. I just thought that was funny. A.C. McDonald as General Bowen. He played a zombie and a posse member in Night of the Living Dead. Awesome. And then uh, Ned Schmidtke as Sergeant Tregser. Uh, and then he played Frank Myers in Wedding Crashers. So, okay. director, George A. Romero. Oh, huh? This is a Romero movie? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. I know. That's cool. Oh, yeah. We haven't seen any of his stuff on this podcast before. Nope. Awesome. This is exciting. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Obviously, you know him for Night of the Living Dead. That's yeah. That's probably his most famous film. Which we haven't watched yet, but I want to. No. Uh, writer, so there's two. So there's uh, Paul McCauley. McCauley? McCauley? Whatever. Mick and then C-O-L-O. I'm sorry. M-C-C-O-L-L-O-U-G-H. What a strange spelling. I think that's McCauley. I, I have no know. idea. But he uh, wrote a script that the script for this film is based on. Oh, okay. And he really hasn't written anything else. From what I could find, he did more like composition stuff for like mm. music for film. Uh, oh, okay, that's cool. However, like the only other thing he wrote was horror rock, which was like a forty-minute program on like music and horror. That would oh man, that sounds cool. The actual like writer of the screenplay though, George A. Romero. Oh, so, so he wrote and directed. Yeah, nice. Uh, another thing he's written that isn't you know Living Dead, Season of the Witch, nineteen seventy-two film. I thought you meant Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Yeah, your favorite movie ever. No, not my least favorite Halloween movie. That was decided. <laughs> I decided that out of <laughs> That spite. has happened. There's been a shift in the tier list. There we'll might see be what a happens. shift again. There may be more shifts later, but right now, bottom of the barrel, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. All right. That movie pissed me off. Budget. Estimated at $275,000. That's a lot for 1973. It is. I couldn't find anything on the box office for, like, numbers. Mm -hmm. But everything I looked at was like, yeah, this was a flop. Like, a box office oh, failure. That sucks, man. So, Did this come out? This came yeah. out after, I assume, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, This is, yeah. 1973. 1973, and then Night of the Living Dead is 1968. So, like, Romero's a big deal. That's why he got money. I know, but, like, I'm saying, like, for him to have a flop movie, like, that's really, I don't know, concerning, I guess? Not concerning, but stuff like that happens sometimes. Well, I guess surprising is what I'll say. And it's also a different time period, so, like, hey, horror films weren't as big back then. Fair enough. But more importantly, like, advertising for something like that wasn't all there. I, I understand that. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I, I find that very, very surprising. I know. I'm just saying it's more understandable. 
1973 versus if it was 2023. Yeah, the market is completely different. Yeah. Like, which, speaking of which, 1973, it's 2023 right now. This oh, came man. Out 50 years ago. Holy shit. <laughs> Whoa. That's so weird. Man. Sometimes I think about the 90s and I go, that was that was 10 years ago. No, it wasn't. It was 23 years ago. Well, 2000 is 23 years ago. But, yeah, yeah. it's weird as fuck. When Bob was born. Yep. In the 2000s. So Almost exactly now. Mm-hmm. We're almost exactly off to my time of birth. We're recording on Bob's birthday. I, yeah. You know, happy birthday, Bob. Thank you. Again. Do we want to tease? Nah. No? Nah. Okay. We'll save it. Country of origin, United States. Uh, there's two, like... Working titles I found. Okay. Um, that were used in the U.S. Obviously, uh, first one's codenamed Trixie, and then the second one was The Mad People, which The Mad People, from what I could find, was the screenplay that this screenplay was based on. Okay. It was the name of that. I don't know if I like The Mad People or The Crazies more. I can't decide. And tagline: Why are the good people dying? <laughs> That's just a funny one. Like, yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> That's right. a good tagline. I don't really have many facts for this film. Okay. The one I have is that the film was shot in and around both Evan Cities and uh, Zelenopol, which are just two small towns in Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, like western Pennsylvania. So they're about 30 miles north of Pittsburgh. Okay. West Pennsylvania. So not like near New York and like Jersey and shit on the other side of Pennsylvania. Sure. Okay. That's interesting. I feel like most of Philly, when I think of like Pennsylvania, I think of Philly, which is... You know, across the bridge from Jersey. Can't imagine why you, of all people, think of Philly. Well, go Eagles, first of all. Second of all, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. There it is. All right, well, that's all I got. Oh, okay. I guess That is, like, literally all I got. I guess uh, we'll see you guys after the movie. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We just finished watching The Crazies. Yeah. Yeah, man. I want to know your thoughts. I keep I keep starting with you instead of starting with me because I think starting with you is more interesting. Oh, sorry. Were you not prepared? No, I guess I can go. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the crazies. It's kind of one of the more disappointing Romero films. Fair uh, enough. And I I like Romero, and I can definitely because I've seen more of his films than you have. Mm-hmm. I can see where his his influences are in this film, but it's just a lot. I don't want to say worse, but it's not as high quality as I'd expect from him. Yeah. I have not seen any other Romero films. This is the first one I've ever seen. So, I don't know. I thought it... Here, here's what I'll say. It's fine. Like, I don't I don't hate it. I think it drags pretty hard. Yeah, no, there's some very clear issues with this film. Um, and what I will say, though, is the feel like I got, and I'm, I have no clue how true this is, the parts of the film I had problems with, to me, felt like they weren't Romero-esque. And so I'm wondering if it's stuff from the original script coming through, and that's what was causing issues for me. Maybe. I said this during the movie. It very much reminded me of Killer Tomatoes in, like, the way the bureaucracy played out. Yeah, not in humor. No. It's not funny like that movie's funny. But very much, like, just a bunch of dudes talking in, like, conference rooms and shit and, like, a bunch of BS. Yeah. But I was meh. What about you? Uh, I, I'd say I'm also meh. I don't hate it. I thought there was some cool stuff. There was some stuff that I enjoyed. I just, I think it, I mean, there was stuff I enjoyed too, but it was mostly from a, oh my God, <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, there's a lot of really funny stuff in this movie that is just sort of ridiculous. I don't know. I don't dislike it, but I think it's kind of a nothing film. 
because nothing really happens, and when stuff Fair. does happen, there's no doesn't really matter that it happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're watching stuff happen, you're like, oh, okay, interesting, and then it doesn't really matter, so who cares? I also, I'll say this right now, I don't like any of the, like, main characters you follow. I don't think they're interesting, I don't, I don't like them. Like, I'm not invested in these people, I don't really give a shit. But I don't know if that's because, like, I don't know why that is, to be honest. I really don't. Like, I can't pin why I don't care about them, but it's like, the only, pe- the only person I cared about really was Bluto, and, uh, that's it. Okay. I want you to know our audience has no context for that whole rant you gave because we haven't described the film at all yet. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Do you, do you want me to describe the film now? Yeah, Ben, describe the film. Okay. Uh, I'm going to honestly give a super simple description of this film because as far as like plot points go, nothing really happens because this all takes place over, I don't know, what, 12 hours, you guess? 24? Something like yeah. that. Uh, base. Enough time for night to have come, and that's like it's night when the film starts. Daytime passes, and then it's night when the film ends. I don't even think it's night when it. I think it's early, early morning. Maybe it's dark when the film starts. Yeah, but long story short, the whole premise is that there is a outbreak of a virus called. We eventually learned it's called Trixie, which spoilers by the way, guys. But it's called Trixie, and it makes people go mad. That's yeah. all it does, and. It got into this town by accident, like it was being transported, and there were some issues. And now it's in the town. Everyone's getting infected, and the government has stepped in. Very specifically, I think it's the army has stepped in. Yeah, it's the army. Quarantine this large area. I think it's like 50 miles. It's a very, very large area. It is a outrageously large quarantine for, I think they only say they have 1,500 people. Yeah. Soldiers, and there's like 3,600 people in the town. It's... Well, they say that they had to cover such a large area because a lot of the area here is farmland, and it's people who own these farms. Yeah. So they have to cover every square inch of where they could be. Yeah, because the the infection has spread pretty far because, not to ruin anything, you learn this, I don't know, 10 minutes in, it's in the water. Yeah. So it's it's already everywhere. Like, it's the potential outbreak happened a week earlier, so it's it's there. But yeah, so the whole film is basically divided into two things, essentially. It's... A small ragtag group of people from the town trying to escape the quarantine zone and then the bureaucracy behind the quarantine very much focusing on the people in charge. Yeah. And that's it. I mean... That's the whole movie. That's the whole movie. And like Bob said, not only is there not a lot happening besides like the action of some soldiers trying to quarantine people that's the best part in my opinion that's the most fun i had in the movie but besides that nothing really happens mm-hmm. except like bureaucracy which is boring or the ragtag group just walking yeah and i don't necessarily really care about any of the characters we saw the ones i cared about the most were the the army characters yeah the they ragtag were interesting group, i didn't care about it at all because like i don't know they weren't characterized well yeah, they just weren't... I had no reason to feel invested into them, so I was just kind of like, okay, they're just here. Yeah. Like, they, they don't have any sort of... Depth? <sighs> depth at all, yeah. They're just they're just people. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know how else to put it, but, like, you ha- you're given no reason to be invested, so getting invested is yeah. not worth it. Well, what, while the army people have depth, and they're cool, and they do stuff, and they're interesting, and they interact with each other in funny ways, and I kind of give a shit about them. Yeah. I, I don't have a lot to say about this film. Like, honestly, yeah. like Bob said, I think the best parts of this film are the army parts. And very specifically, it's the interactions between the people, like, in charge of the whole quarantine. They're all having, they have these great interactions. There's one guy who's really big and hairy, 
kind of looks vaguely Eastern European. And I made a comment to Bob halfway through the movie that he kind of looks like Bluto from, you know, Popeye. Yeah. And then we proceeded to look at pictures of Bluto <laughs> during the movie. So He does look like Bluto, by the way. You can tell how invested we were. Yeah, he looks just like him. I also think we determined that he looks like if Ben were to gain a lot of weight and grow a real big beard. Yeah. I think so. With Well, he'd have glasses, but, you know. I can wear contacts. That's true. You do wear contacts sometimes. No. Yeah, I don't I have a lot to say about it. I don't either. Uh, so the, there was some action, though. I'll, I'll say oh, that. Oh, yeah. That's the best part, in my the opinion. soldiers who... Cool soldier costume, by the way. Logistically, it's a white hazmat suit, essentially. Mm-hmm. And that... Well, a really shitty hazmat suit. Like, this is this is not airtight at all. It's no, more it's like you... white clothes and then... White clothes. White cloth all over their body and then... Uh, Gas, gas mask. mask. Very inefficient. Yeah. But it's a cool uh, costume from a logistical standpoint because you can't see who these soldiers are. So you only have to hire like 10 soldiers. Yep. And you can have them all be the same. And um, it's also intimidating just from the sheer fact that it's like the faceless army. Yeah. Very much Stormtrooper-esque. So I really like that choice. It was cool. I like that part too. But these soldiers are running around trying to contain... Uh, the people of this town who are slowly going crazy. Yeah. And so there, there's just a bunch of violence. There's insane stuff going on. Yeah. Dynamite's being thrown. People being shot. Yeah, dynamite being thrown by the townspeople. It's awesome. That's the, that's my favorite parts of the movie. My favorite parts of this movie is when the crazy people are allowed to go crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. I'll also say this. That's that's my favorite part of the movie. I like the, the, the cold open. Pretty solid. Yeah. I think it establishes very quickly what's going on. It's just that once you get out of the cold open, you're met with a bunch of these firefighters that you don't fucking care about. Yep, those are our ragtag group, by the way. Yeah, they're firefighters and other people from around town. Well, I don't even want to mention too much. The only thing I'll say about the ragtag group is, so lots of smaller actors in this film. Yeah. Which, you know, you just gotta know. But what I think's interesting about that is they look like normal people. Oh, yeah. Like, not all of them are very attractive, at least by today's standards i don't know about in the 70s i mean i wasn't around in the but 70s. they all look like real people rather yeah. than actors which is good it helps it helps with the film especially because like it's like a small town in pennsylvania you know yeah it's just some fucking town with a volunteer uh, fire department and i'm sure a lot of the background people are actual volunteer people in town who are like i want to be in a movie sure i don't see why they wouldn't do that uh do you have anything else you want to mention because i have a point i really want to talk about but it's kind of at, that'll okay. be our last thing i think uh let me think let me think i'll <laughs> I'll mention this. I think the army stuff is really cool, and I think it's mm-hmm. the much more interesting part of this film. I also think the interactions between the people above the people in the army, they're, like, calling the shots above those dudes. I think that stuff's super cool, too. Yeah, it cuts to, like, a whole separate area, yeah. like some government officials higher up in a separate part of the country. Talking. Yeah, they're in, like, offices talking about what to do about the situation. And I think the interesting part of that is the escalation at which some of them are willing to go to and some of the, the ones that argue back and so, no, that don't do that, blah, blah, blah. I think that... All the bureaucracy All stuff. the bureaucracy is the good part of this film and the action. The boring part of this film is when you're just focusing on the people trying to survive, which I feel the like... The townsfolk. The townsfolk, which I think is not really the point of a film like this. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like that should have been more of the focus. Because, like, I like the bureaucracy and stuff, but it just feels sort of like it's there to fill time sometimes. And it's like, I would rather just there. see more townspeople chuck dynamite at each other and blow each other up and stuff because it's more fun. That was a very different part of this film. But, yes, it was fun. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I wanted more of that and less of other stuff. Or if, like, I don't know. I feel like the town, the ragtag group could have encountered more more townspeople that had got infected and gone crazy and fought them. I like, guess. Like, that could have been more fun. 
It also would have made the film scarier. Like, I don't think this movie's scary at all. No, it's not. It's not scary, but they could be scary if they would have played up how crazy these people were. The only scary part of this film is the potential of, oh, what if this happened in real life? Yeah, which I don't give a fuck about. <laughs> all right. Um, you good? Yeah, that's it. Okay. The thing I want to mention, first of all, I want to say I didn't find a lot of information about this film that I could talk about. Fair enough. But two things. First of all, Romero thinks this film didn't, like, he's gone on record saying he didn't doesn't think this film, like, succeeded because of distribution issues. Oh. Which I could see. I mean, logistically. Yeah. It wasn't bad. No, because that's the thing is, like, it's not a bad movie. It's just sort of a nothing film, and there's not a lot to talk about. Like, it was cool to watch for the first time. I'm probably not going to rewatch it, but it was, yeah, it was okay. Um, so I just wanted to say that before I get into my main point, which is, from what I found, like, this film was originally a different screenplay, like I said, called The Mad People. Yeah. Uh, written by the other guy, not Romero, but, um, Paul, we're gonna call him Colohue. But apparently that screenplay was very different, so in that screenplay, only, like, the first 10 to 20 pages of the script focused on the military takeover of the town, whereas the, everything else was focused on, like, the survivors, like, the, the people running away. And when Romero was given the film, he was basically given it on the understanding that, like, you're going to take this script and rewrite it to focus more on the military stuff. And so, going back to what I said earlier of, like, I see more of the Romero elements in the military stuff. I think that's why, but I also think that's why the military stuff's a lot more enjoyable and <laughs> more well-written. Uh, because I think what happened here, and I think this is my issue with the film is it feels like two different films that have been mashed together. I... And I think that's why. I think basically Romero rewrote a bunch of scenes, and that's all the, the stuff with the military guys, like Bluto and Ryder, who we haven't mentioned. <laughs> Ryder's so But he was good. originally in charge, and then he wasn't, and he's having a great time not being in charge anymore. It's so good. Um, But like all those military guys, I think that was all Romero, and that's why that feels like Romero. And then all this stuff with like this ragtag group was the original writer, and that's why it feels totally different, but also, like, the dialogue isn't as good and all this mm -hmm. other stuff. I thought that throughout, like, I was thinking in my head, I was like, this feels like two different movies sometimes. Like, as I'm sitting here, I'm like, this feels like two different things, ha it's two things happening in the same place, but it, they just feel so disconnected. Yeah, it in wasn't even story-wise disconnected, they just no. felt tonally different. Mm -hmm. Which meant... Um, the shift from those going between the two things or when they interacted felt like it was clashing so hard and it was so awkward and I didn't like it. Yeah. But I, I couldn't put my finger on it, but that explains it a lot. I think that's why is it's basically there was two different scripts and they got mashed together. Well, I, to be honest, I think the military parts are well written. Yeah. And I thought those parts were really good. I did too. Very Romero esque. And I was happy with those, but everything else was not good essentially. And yeah. I think that's why I'm so meh on this film is I'm like, I don't want to hate on it because parts of it were good. Yeah, that's my thing is like the parts that I liked, I liked a lot. Parts I disliked, I hated. Yeah. Which sucked because it meant parts of this film felt like they were well paced, like something was going on, stuff was happening, we were advancing the plot, and then you get to a part that was not <laughs> related to that and you'd be like, well, now I'm dragging and I am, this is boring and I don't like it. It makes the film seem very long. I think this is one of the few films where you've gone, how much longer is left? <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I don't. Because I was just like... I was over the survivors. I didn't care. And I think they had the majority of the screen time. They do, and it sucks, because I much rather would have focused on what Bluto was up to in the lab, or what Ryder was up to <laughs> eating sandwiches and smoking cigs. Yeah. But I, I think Romero, again, 
following this line of thought, I think they had to leave their survivor stuff in because it would have been a completely different story. Mm-hmm. And so he basically would have had to rewrite the whole story to be a no, and completely I, different. I think having the survivor stuff in makes sense if you look at this from just purely a story perspective. I just think the execution on the survivor stuff does not mix well with the execution on yeah. the military stuff. If you want to do the military stuff, it has to be a whole different idea. Yeah. On that point, I guess you want to go to recommendations? Sure. Okay. If you like Killer Tomatoes, at least the bureaucracy <laughs> I would not of Killer Tomatoes. Hold this on. For people like Killer Tomatoes. No, hold on. Do you like the bureaucracy part of Killer Tomatoes? Yeah, if you like this thing in this one movie that no one watches this movie for. Uh, that's my favorite part of that movie. Uh, fair enough. That's why I'm recommending it because I got I said it I get a similar vibe. Get it's a similar feel, you know what I mean? I do I will say if you want a movie that's about mass hysteria, I don't want to say this movie is about mass hysteria, but if you want something that feels akin to mass hysteria, some of the really big, like, group shots of all the people freaking out are really cool. And to see, like, that, what this sort of thing, the effect it has on, sort of thing has on groups of people is pretty sick. That's stuff I liked. Uh, if you want a military, I don't want to say drama, but, like, a military-focused perspective on quarantining a situation, I think it's pretty interesting. Like, hearing them talk over the radio and, like, the command they're giving out and, like, the way the soldiers interact with each other. Because it's a very old-school style of quarantine, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot of radio stuff, which I think is pretty cool. I guess if you want to watch a Romero film and you... I guess if you want to watch a Romero film, it's a Romero film. I, I haven't seen anything else he's made, so... But I'll say, it doesn't feel super much like a Romero film. Yeah. It's a little... Um, there's influences, but not all the way. If you're a fan of the special effects from the early 70s... They're I so not it. great. They're so not great, but I like them a lot, personally. Yeah. Like, I'm a fan of them, but I understand they're not good. But I love the way it looks. That's a part of the reason why I love Night of the Leap is so much. It's because <laughs> it just looks so fucking cheesy, but I love There's it. There's a moment where some action scene between, like, the townspeople and the soldiers was happening, and you're going, Oh, it's Night of the Leap! <laughs> yeah, straight up. It looks. I love that shit. I'm just a fan of that style of, like... Special effects. Bad special effects. Yeah, it's my favorite. It's it just, looks it's so good. awesome. I love it. All right, you got any other recommendations? Nah. <laughs> okay, good. You got. You gave more than I thought you were going to give. I gave I more than I thought I had. I thought you were just going to go, no, got none. No, I um, mean, like I said, I don't hate it, so I got stuff to say. All right, for me, for obvious one, if you want to go see a Romero film, like this isn't the one I would recommend. However, I think it is well-known, at least among people who are like familiar with Romero. And so it's it's worth a watch for that reason. Like, he did make this film. And the parts that are Romero-esque are very Romero-esque. All the military stuff uh, and this the whole idea of, like, oh, it's this plague. But I think my biggest recommendation for this film is if you want to see something that explores kind of, like, a high-stakes military situation in, like, the home front. Bob says it reminds him of the bureaucracy scenes from Killer Tomatoes. For me, it feels more like uh, Dr. Strangelove. That's the thing that it feels it. closer to. That one's kind of like, you haven't seen it. I'll give you a description of it right now, Bob. Okay. It's like a Cold War kind of drama thing. Oh, Where okay. it's like high tense, mm. like nuclear bomb stuff. Yeah, that's kind of how this feels. That's kind of how this feels in this film's best moments, where it's like people on the radio talking to one another, being like, come on, answer. And so if you kind of like that, at least those parts of the film are going to be right up your alley. Uh, aside from that, there's some goofiness. And so if you do want to see some just kind of goofy, like, people acting crazy and, like, even soldiers kind of <laughs> having over-the-top, like, shootouts, 
that are super reminiscent of Stormtrooper-style Star Wars battles. <laughs> yeah. Where someone's just blasting randomly, and then people get squibs exploding on them. <laughs> and then they fall over. It's awesome. If you like that kind of cheesy, bad uh, stuff, this film also favorite. has that. But I think my only other, other recommendation is if you want to like watch something that explores the idea of a, I'm going to say a biological panic... Because that's what this film is. It's the yeah. idea of, like, there's a biological weapon, uh, Trixie, and what this would do to people in a small community. And what's so interesting about, like, this film and how it explores that is it explores it from, like, a 70s mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if that sounds interesting, go check that out. And I I hate to say it, but I think the, the lone survivors kind of do a, a good job of showing that part rather than the, the military section. Yeah, no, I can agree with that. With that being said, I well, those are my recommendations. This film is a little hard to sit through because it's super long. Yeah, and it's not paced well because different parts of it don't seem to jive uh, super well. Yeah, it's just so jarring when you go from one part to another, and it it just feels so different. And I mean, that does make sense with the like the fact that these are two different perspectives on a situation. Mm-hmm. But but even then, you want to feel like you want the the tone to feel similar at yeah. least and in this case it doesn't okay uh you want to rate it okay look we haven't had a i don't can't think of the last mixed bag movie we had in a while i don't remember the last one we had but it's a mixed bag because i like some parts i don't like other parts but i think overall it does what it set out to do it's fine i'll, I'll give it a three it's fine i think it's fine okay it drags i don't really enjoy the survivor parts but i think it's made up for by a I love that shitty, cheesy action. Like, it's just, it's my favorite. It's so ridiculous and over the top. And there's just dudes, like, it looks like people are getting shot with paintballs and blood's just exploding on them. It's awesome. I love that stuff. So that's just for me personally. And the military stuff is really good. Like, genuinely, I enjoyed that part of the movie. Also, there's some goofy moments that are, I'm sure, are not intended to be goofy, but it made me enjoy the film more. So I laughed at those. And I think when you look at what they were trying to go for, it's just an exploration of a biological weapon effects on a small town. And I think they did that. I think they covered their bases on that one. I'm not saying it's the best version of that I've ever seen, because it's not, but it's not terrible. So three. Okay. I'm going to be harsher than Bob here. Yeah, I knew you would. One and a half. Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't expect you to throw down the gauntlet like that. Boom. I thought we were, like, going to be a little nice. Nah. I was. I'm having, I had a good morning. One and a half. I feel bad about it. Because I do like Romero as a director, but this film didn't work for me. I don't, and I, to be objective, I don't think this film worked in general. I think, while well, certain parts of it were very good, like, you know, again, all the military stuff, and, like, the small group of characters, you know, the military characters in this small room just trying to communicate. And that's, you know, enough to give it that one and a half. Outside of that, I didn't think it was good. I don't think it succeeded in being what it tried to be. Because... I think when Romero got the script, what he wanted this film to be was an exploration of, like, a small town being taken over by the government and, like, what that looks like. For instance, there's a really cool scene in this movie where one of the soldiers starts looting while trying to quarantine people. It's a fishing pole. And it's super great, but then it just moves on from that. And it that's just kind of how this film felt to me, is it felt like Romero went to explore things, and he really wanted to, and then he didn't. And to me, that seems like a failure. Another point is, like, Bob really likes the goofy kind of violence in this film. And, I mean, me too. I thought it was fun. One of the more fun parts of this film. And especially because those scenes were (laughs) mostly interspersed with the Lone Survivor stuff. Mm -hmm. They were probably 
<laughs> the saving grace for those sections. However, objectively, not great, especially because I think for the most part, they were supposed to be serious. Uh, and they, they're not, they're just straight up not shot well. No. Like most not. of the time they're not done well. And I know Romero can do better. So like he'd already done Night of the Living Dead at this point. And while that's not like super high octane action, you know, spoilers, by the way, it's not an action movie. He can do like some violence in that. And it's a hundred times more, just a hundred times better. Mm. And like looking and feeling than the stuff in this film. And so just, I don't know. Lots of stuff in this film, basically. Like I feel so mad about it because the stuff that worked worked really, really well. But the rest of the film either I think was just a disappointment and just felt so uninspired or felt like it was supposed to be something and then just petered out. Every like time, it went nowhere. Every time Clanker spoke, I wanted to kill myself. Oh yeah, there's a character named Clanker. <laughs> like the writing on those characters is so bad sometimes. And it just it just feels like this film didn't know what it wanted to be and when it tried to be something, it just couldn't. So I don't know. I don't think it met expectations. It was still a film. There was a narrative arc. So, you know, one. And because some things were done really well, I'll give it a one and a half. Fair enough. But I can, in good conscience, give it a two. There was too many issues. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Damn. Yeah, sorry if that sounds really hard. It, I don't think it was bad again. That's the thing. Is like, it's not a bad It movie. was a slog. It's a slog, Not though. the most fun experience, but... It wasn't bad, even though I'm giving it a one and a half. I do want to stress that. And again, I think most of these issues are from, I think, a production standpoint. Mm-hmm. So I think you'll be very interested to see what a, a remake of this looks oh, like. Oh, I wanted to talk about that. Thank you for bringing that up before we moved on to the outtakes and shit. I'm really, I said this during the movie, I'm so interested in what the remake will look like. Because I don't, in my mind, this movie, as a remake, they would kind of cut the military stuff down and give you more Survivor stuff. Because I think that's what... Um, I don't know when the remake was made, of course. I don't know what year it came out. I think it was 2010. So, yeah, in 2010, no one's going to give a shit about the military stuff. Do you know what I think about early 2000s horror? I think of I think of ha- Rob Zombie's Halloween, high-octane, like, crazy madness, in my mind at least. So and you want to see the people acting crazy? Yeah, and I think that's what the remake will focus more on. And I think they'll do a much better job at jiving the two parts if they're going to keep both parts. So I'm very, very interested. Like, because... This movie is very much a product of the 70s, and I'm sure the remake will be very much a product of the 2010s. Fair enough. And they'll be very, very different, and I'm very, very excited to watch the remake. I don't want to say too much because I've seen the remake. Yeah. Just uh, not in a while. I'll straight say that. But what I think is exciting about the remake is that this film, like I said, I think a lot of the problems for me come from this idea that it, it felt like it was cobbled together. Yeah. But the remake has this fun perspective of it can be one thing. Like, it, yeah. it was written to be the way it is, and so it won't have a lot of those problems. It won't feel so, as janky. Yeah, and so it's a fun thing to look forward to, as in, like, it'll do the things this film attempted to do, but hopefully, hopefully do succeed. More cohesively. Yeah, I won't say if it will or not, but, yeah. you know. I mean, I, you know, I'm excited to watch it. It has though. a better starting point, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, a better... I feel like it will probably take the things this film tried to do and be able to... Form a good base level to build them up. Nothing in. holding it down from a yeah. like, production standpoint. Exactly. Which All I right. think is cool. Go to the outtakes, and then we'll come back. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess we'll see you guys after the outtakes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the outtake section for this episode of Beware the Board. I hope you're enjoying our view of the crazies so far. I don't really like this movie all that much, but I totally get why it's a cult classic. But... 
If you do not want any spoilers for this movie, please skip to 46 minutes and 48 seconds immediately to avoid spoilers from the outtake section. This next clip is Ben and I's reaction to the cold open to this film as well as the title card. Oh, it's their dad. Oh, their mommy's dead. Oh, God. Oh, it's Night of the Leapest style blood. It looks like kind of well, like ketchup. Yeah, 1970s blood. Oh, they, he's burning the house down with the kids in it. That's not good. Whoa, it has the... The old name, yeah. It has the old code name Trixie is the name of the title. That's kind of... Or is the title card, I mean. Yeah. Sorry. That's cool. Uh, I don't know how that works. We might be watching an old print of the movie. Unless they never fixed that because it was such a smaller... Because it wasn't a success. They might have just never <laughs> gotten around to... You know. Have you never seen this? I have. Okay. I just don't remember it saying that. This next clip is Ben and I's reaction when the general finally shows up and relieves Ryder of his duties. Oh, he's here. Nice. I <laughs> Ryder's so happy to not be in charge anymore. <laughs> no. <bro>. <laughs> the weight has been lifted from his fucking so fucking shoulders. Not my problem. <laughs> yeah. This guy's in charge now. <laughs> that was awesome. This next clip is Ben and I's reaction to meeting the town's mayor for the very first time. Well, you know, this mayor is a real step up from the last mayor we saw on this podcast. Absolutely. Jesus Christ. Most mayors in movies suck. This guy actually gives a shit well, about his people. It's, it's usually the shitty authority figures, but yeah. they already have other authority figures. Yeah, these, <laughs> these soldiers. This next clip is Ben and I reacting to a crazy old lady fighting back against the soldiers. Oh, it was an old lady knitting. Or is that crocheting? Uh, you would know, wouldn't you? Are you I, I can't me? tell. I think she's. That's a oh. Needle. oh! I would hate to get stabbed to death with a sewing needle. That's not a sewing needle. Or a, need a, what is, a knitting, what is that? Knitting needle. Are they still called needles? Yeah. Oh, he's a, it's attached to him! That's actually really cool. This next clip is Ben and I discovering exactly who the doctor looks like. What is this guy's accent? I don't know, but I think it's very funny. It keeps changing. He reminds me of um, Bluto from Popeye. Huh. See it? Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. I like him, though. I like him, too. He looked... At first, I had him and the mayor confused. Just because they're big men with beards. Nah, this guy's cooler looking. Yeah. He looks hardcore Eastern European, though. Look at him. I know. I was like, that's kind of what I'd look like. I was, like say, a beard. I was about to say that. I was like, that's just, <laughs> that's just fat Ben with a beard. This next clip is Ben and I just making some observations about Clank. Oh, don't be mean to Clank. He's a little slow. He didn't do anything. No. He also has a gun, so I wouldn't really. And weird hair. Gun and weird hair. Terrible combination. Maybe he'll shoot you because he's angry about his hair. (laughs) 
There's going to be so many terrible, terrible outtakes on this one. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I'll say this is not a good movie, but I'm enjoying myself. This next clip is Ben and I talking about Popeye some more, but also some crazy shit happened. What's Popeye's full name? Popeye the Sailor Man. <laughs> Dumb last name. <laughs> What's Bluto's full name? <laughs> Bluto. I think it's Bluto Pluto or something stupid. It probably rhymes, huh? No, I think it's just Bluto. Dumb name. I always thought it was funny that it wasn't Pluto. Citizens Bank. Now, it is funny, though, is like... Popeye's family, there's uh, Pappy, that's his, that's his grandpa, and then there's his ne- nieces and ne- his nephews, which are uh, Poopie, Peepie. Poopie, <laughs> It's like the it's like the uh, Donald Duck triplets. Yeah, basically. About? Yeah. Then there's his actual kid, who's adopted. Oh God, that guy's lost it. One of the. Are they using a flamethrower on him? Holy shit! They're going full nom on their asses. Too soon, Bob. This, 1973. 50 years ago. Yeah, but not I when can this make movie that joke was now. shot. This next clip is Ben and I's reaction to the crazies, well, going crazy. Oh my god. This is awesome. Man, is that a stick dynamite. of dynamite? Holy shit! Like, it's just lighting dynamite with his sig and blowing up these soldiers. That's awesome. Yeah, no, this movie's sick. I don't feel like that was safe. Look, that guy's arm is gone. It doesn't matter. I don't care. It's fun. <laughs> that lady's just sweeping the ground. This is awesome. This is everything I want. This is a great movie. <laughs> Look at her sweep. Away she goes. More of that, please. That was fun. Less of this. I don't like David or Clank. This next clip is me making an absolutely hilarious joke and Ben not appreciating my humor again. Oh my god, I just realized. What? That the other guy should be named Ratchet. <laughs> I'm so fucking funny, bro. No, you're not. <laughs> Is that the name of the episode, Ratchet and Clank? No. Fuck you. It should be. Oh. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the outtakes. I know there were quite a few. I know there's at least one Popeyes-related outtake. Minimum. It's Bluto-related. Well, Popeye related. I mean, yeah. Popeye adjacent. All right, Ben. Do we have any announcements? We're doing the Crazy Remake. Yeah. Uh, it's a board special, so go check that out. It'll come out on Monday because this drops on a Saturday. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, so this uh, that'll be out on the Monday after this one. And when we do that one, we'll tell you what's coming out next week. Yeah, which I'm for... excited about those. Yeah. Because I know what they are because mm-hmm. we made the list in advance. Very exciting. Other than that, normal episode on Friday. I don't know what that is yet because we haven't recorded it, but, you know, it'll be there. I don't think we have any announcements, right? Nope. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, other places. We're also on YouTube, which is a great place to communicate with us and support us. 
you know, like, subscribe, smash that bell. And, you know, if you have any recommendations from films you'd like us to watch, you can give those to us in the comment section or on Twitter. Yeah, check us out on Twitter, at BewareTheBoard. It's where I post updates about the show. It's where I post everything about the show, to be honest. On Mondays, I post a spoiler post for that week's worth of episodes, which is basically a movie cover that'll be hidden, and you can reveal it to see what it is, so you can watch the movie before we do, so you don't have any spoilers during the episode. And when we talk about stuff real vague, you kind of get what we're talking about. Yeah, because we, we, we don't want to really spoil everything for you. No, we try not to. That'll if- drive you a little crazy, but <laughs> whatever. God damn it. <laughs> I was wondering when you were going to sneak that in. Yeah, and if, like, we're going to spoil stuff... We're going to give a spoiler warning. We always try to at least do that. Yeah. I always give a spoiler warning before the outtakes because the outtakes contain audio from the movie usually. And usually Bob's screaming about something. Screaming about some nonsense. More than likely. On the weeks that the... On the weeks. On the days that the episode drops, episodes drop, I usually post a link to the episode. So if you're ever like, hey, when did this come out? Or I need a link to this episode, go check out our Twitter. Basically every episode will have a link to it somewhere on our Twitter. I think the last thing is check us out on TikTok. I'm making TikToks. You bitch. <laughs> None of you could see that because Ben's a smarmy bastard, man. <gasps> I mention TikTok every time and he gets so upset because he's mad because I haven't put anything on YouTube shorts yet. He's just being a bitch. But we're on TikTok. If you use TikTok, if you like TikTok, I post clips when they're on TikTok. I know I haven't put one up in a while. It's because we're really busy. Really busy recording all the time and I don't have time to do it. <laughs> but I promise there'll be more soon. I actually have a couple... Prepped, I have to run by Benjamin before, because this is you know a joint effort. And if if Ben doesn't think something is worth putting on the internet, I'm not going to put it on there. So you know, blame Ben if there are no TikToks because he denied me. I'm I'm blaming. That's not true. Bob just doesn't do them. (laughs) Just doesn't make them. I have some made. I haven't showed you that. Oh, that's your own fault. Yeah, man. Look, it's not like I. I'm almost to 24 hours right now. I need to go sleep. That's that's why. Which, oh, okay. Yeah, that's what's uh, stopping me. You know what? Bye, guys. <laughs> You're gonna sleep. Oh yeah, I guess uh, we'll uh, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Ciao.